Beyond Synth, Season 7, Sequence Commencing in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey guys, uh, welcome to the show. This is episode 187. This is a family show with the gang. I just want to say up front, we record these shows usually a few weeks in advance. So the Patreon information might be slightly out of date. So I just want to say that Pattern Shift has upgraded his support. Thanks, Pattern Shift. You're a cool guy. And for people who want to know more about Pattern Shift, go back to uh, last season of Beyond Synth. I had him on the show. He was a real interesting fellow. And uh, thank you for supporting Beyond Synth. You're a cool guy. And Jimpy, once again, has upgraded his support. He's in a league of his own in the $8 Club, which is a cool club to be in. As we all know, Jimpy is a cool guy, and uh, what he does over here is very important. What? (laughs) I don't know what that means. Anyways, look, guys, uh, let's go now to the family show, and uh, thanks for listening to Beyond Synth. Actually, I should probably thank you afterwards for enduring this nonsense, but uh, anyways, guys, uh, let's do it. Is everybody recording? Uh-huh. Yeah. Good night. Oh. Good night. She's so cute. cute. You want to say good night into the microphone? Night. Here. Ready? Say good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Aww. Okay. Say bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Can you say Marco? Marco. Can you say Mike? Mike. Can you say Florence? Okay. Oh, she's so good. All right. See you later. Good night. See ya. (laughs) See you later. Wouldn't want to be ya, right? (laughs) Oh, my God. Now get out of here. All right. I love how you talk to your children. (laughs) All right. It's uh, episode 187 of Beyond Synth, another family show. Who is the family? Well, it is Mike Mendoza. Hey, hey. It is Florence Bullock. Hey, hey. And Marco Merrick. Good night, mates. All right. We're here. So. You ruined it. What? So what has happened since our uh, last episode? All right, we're going to do some updates, get everybody up to speed. Like what happened today? No, I mean like since the last time we recorded. Not much has really happened. That's like 10 years ago. I know. Marco died. We did a eulogy. I might as well be dead. I'm working full time now, so I might as well be fucking dead. Yeah, and you're married. And I'm married. Marco, you're a lumberjack, right? No. Up New York State. (laughs) You're up New York State. (laughs) I have done a lot of... uh, Wood chopping in my spare time, indeed. But no, I'm actually an electrician. Cool. Yeah. Um, 
Nobody seemed very impressed. Okay, well, I actually got a job at uh, CVS. At the, they got a big distribution warehouse just up the road, actually. Well, that's cool. I just got my social security number in that. Just got it. So I'm legally allowed to work, and the first thing I see Woo! is an advert for a job fair at CVS. I thought, I'll just go down and have a look. Didn't even bring a resume with me or anything. Mm-hmm. Walked in there straight away. Oh, electrical background. Okay. Well, and then they they said, hang on, I've just got to make a call. So the big boss comes in and he's like, he ends up showing me around for two hours. And then he offered me a job that same day. He offered me a job as a lead electrician. How wow. I imagine it going was you walking up to the table and then just <sighs> ripping off your shirt and said, oi, give me a job. <laughs> you got me there. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what really happened. And then they were just so impressed. Yeah, well, they couldn't resist once I did that. So <laughs> Everybody seems to like Australians here. It's crazy. You're so exotic, Marco. Marco is exotic. Marco, I, I imagine you as like the Australian Willie from uh, The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> like you've got an accent and then your shirt comes off and then you're just ripped. <laughs> <laughs> Before we continue, I should probably point out what this show is. I know sometimes, you know, if people tune in for the first time and they go, what is happening? (laughs) Yeah, good point. I don't know what's happening either. What is this, Andy? None of us know what is happening ever. I mean, if you were listening for almost 200 episodes, are you still going to get incensed? (laughs) No, someone might tune into this one, right? Let's say I play someone's music for the first time on this episode. And, uh, you know, their their listeners tune in. They go, oh, they play music on this show. And then they're like, what is happening? Like, there's just these people babbling at each other who don't seem to be listening to each other, but talking. Imagine this was the first show. Like, you know, someone says, oh, check out Beyond Synth. It's great. And then, like, the new person just checks it out. They go, what the fuck is this? Yeah, exactly. So, look. Right? Beyond Synth is the best synthwave chat show there is, where week to week I interview artists and producers who make cool uh, electronic music, synthwave, retrowave, all that stuff. And we play songs on the show. The family episodes, which is what this is, is when me and a regular assortment, the gang, the gang will say, of uh, Mike and Florence and Marco, we get together, we chat, we talk about where we're at in life, mm-hmm. our goals, our dreams, and we still uh, listen to uh, awesome music while we do it. Is that right? Yeah. Mm, I guess. I guess. Everyone hated that. <laughs> 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 you was, Andy. You read that from the cue cards. You sound too nice. I'm pretty sure Andy does have cue cards. Maybe not in front yeah. of him, but he has them. Andy has cue cards for life. Yeah. That's why he has time for nothing else. It's just like he's always up till six in the morning. Let's talk about this after a song. <laughs> <laughs> we, we still we still got a few minutes, man. I should say I reached out on Twitter and asked for some advice of like, hey, do you got any trivia ideas for games or anything? And I got nothing. And Lou Rinaldi says, Andy, get a goddamn passport. All right. Is that, is that all the business taken care of then? We can we can move forward. And also that you suck at Mortal Kombat too, he said. And that Marco's going to kick his ass when he finally plays it. <laughs> all right. Let's get the show started with some music and then we will fucking do the do. So I got a song here. This one's cool. This is from Blood and Chrome. Now he's a really talented artist and animator. I had him on the show a few weeks ago, but he also made a few tracks. He's made like three tracks he's put on Bandcamp and they're all actually really good. Has he got a new one out? He hasn't made anything in ages no he hasn't it's it's uh hey man you know my policy on this show is if it's fucking it's new to somebody doesn't matter when it comes out if you haven't heard it before that's Ah. very true and this song's called pornotron (laughs) by blood and chrome
All right, and that was Pornotron by Blood and Chrome. Pornotron. Brought to you by Chris Dance, the king of the Pattersons. Chris Dance is a cool guy, all right? And I want everybody to know that. I want you to know that, Mike, Florence, Marco. You should all know that Chris Dance is a cool guy. You know who else is cool? Christopher Dance. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm also hearing this too for the first time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but that was definitely from Mike. All I right, Mike, that. do it again. Christopher Dance. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Are you like, are you squeezing your throat to make that sound, or do you have a? Uh, no, it's an inhale. It's like a like that kind of thing. Except you go low and you go, and then you just mouth words and you can say cool shit like. I'm coming for you, Marco. <laughs> Jesus, that was creepy. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. Well, that's what this episode's going to be about now. Hey, <laughs> you know who else is cool? Jose Arbello. Say that. Jose Arbello. Now, you say it and you'll... Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, oh, I just realized you brought me talking yeah, to Mark. Marco's a little late to the point of the game. <laughs> yeah, I am a little. All right. <laughs> Do the voice, Mike. Sorry, it's been a long, long day, guys. <laughs> Jose Arbello. And then say, with the 6659. With the 666. Round it up. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. All right, so look, Florence, how's class been going? We talked last time you were taking data analysis. Whoops. Yep, close enough. Mm-hmm. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Classes, uh, it's cool. I have like two more months of it, and I'm stoked that it's almost over. What has happened uh, in the interim then? Like, did you learn something like really cool about data analysis? Not really. Do you analyze any data? Yeah. Do they give you the data, or do you go online and go like, your project is you have to pick some data that you're interested in to analyze? Analyze. Well, for a project, we have to collect data and write a research paper for the last big project. That's what we're doing. Usually every week, he gives us a data set, and we have a debate in class, and we have to write like a little 250-word answer to some question that he poses, and we just kind of like analyze the data and say why we think they should do this one thing. Do you deal with like controversial data sets? Not really. We had a video game one though, which was kind of cool. About murder? No, there was no murder involved. Florence, do you analyze like your own data, like your home stuff? Are you that nerdy about it when you leave the house or like get on the bus or whatever it is? No, I mean, I don't have a means of collecting data that way. I mean, I guess I could. Wait, no, you would go on your phone. Like, as you walk around, you, like, take voice memos. I could. Walked 30 steps. Looked that guy in the eye. This is something that I did the past week. What I had to do, we had to do observational data collection. And so a group of us in class, we decided that we were going to do data coding on baristas. So I literally had to go to a few coffee shops and stare at baristas. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, we were literally looking to see if baristas smile. If they smiled, we would say, like, yes, this barista smiled, and, like, who the customer was and what their gender was. And What about what percentage of baristas have man buns as well? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, we missed that variable, Marco. I bet you it's real high. I bet you it's, like, around 50 or 60%. (laughs) 
<laughs> Actually, none of the baristas I saw had a man bun, but also, like, nobody smiles. Everyone's, like, really, really? fucking terrible all the time. So then w- would you take that data to class and then try and figure out, like, well, why are the baristas in such a shitty mood? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to write a paper on that. Because they work at Starbucks. Exactly. I was at Starbucks for a few of them, a few of the times. Did you notice a difference between a mom and pop type place versus a Starbucks in terms of employee satisfaction? I did. Ooh. I did. Because a lot the baristas at Starbucks were like super over it. But I did go to like a, not a mom and pop, but more of a, like an upscale coffee brunch place in my neighborhood. And like there was like one guy taking orders and he like he smiled every time at least once. Hmm. So like he was obviously a little more happier. What was the that. ratio of man buns? at the mom and pop place. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's one guy. I think there's one guy who has a man bun. There you go. It's a place I go to a lot, but I don't I don't know if he was there the other day. <laughs> well, let him know that you've been stalking him. <laughs> I'm sure this is so fascinating to listeners. I'm sure they care this so much. This is just about. the Florence update, all right? We're going to get through it real fast. I have more <laughs> updates that are way more exciting. <laughs> That's what's funny about asking you about data analysis. Data analysis. You're literally an artist who Jesus. goes and performs live and makes music. And whenever you're here, I make you talk about the stupidest shit. And it makes me laugh yeah. every time. <laughs> fuck you, Andy. Yeah, fuck you, Andy. I'm going to jump on that. Yeah, Andy. Hey, Marco. I don't Marco. get to say that enough. Whatever. Look, hey, Marco. <laughs> hey, Andy. Hey, man. Do you want to play a song? Uh, sure. I will play a song. All right. I've got the new one here from uh, Savero called People Pleaser. Dedicated to you, Andy, because you know everybody knows you're such a people pleaser. So this one's for you, buddy. <laughs> see, yeah. see That's Marco, not a compliment. Marco knows how to do it. No, he de- he's doing it right. All right, he uh, he dedicates a song to me. I wish all Why you not? people would see. How often does that happen? I bet you ne- probably never. To be honest with you, it's never happened. So thank you, Marco. We, you're very... we all appreciate everything you do, Andy, for the scene and all the hard work you put into it. Look at so. this. See, this Thanks, is why buddy. Marco is a cool guy. Marco, it's not the end of the year. You don't have to suck his dick yet <laughs> why not <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's listen to this track man this is pharaoh with people pleaser oh and i should say that it's brought to you by an awesome people pleaser jacob wick or would i say a person pleaser <laughs> no you have it right the bottom line is a jacob wick is a cool guy can you say jacob wick for me mike <laughs> do the voice <laughs> jacob wick's a cool guy <laughs> no you gotta do the voice uh, Do the voice. Jacob Wick is a cool guy. All right, now let's listen to this song by Sparrow. This is People Pleaser.
And that was People Pleaser by Sparrow. Marco's first pick of the week. That was a cool song. And that was brought to you by awesome Patreon supporter City Hunter. Say that, Mike. You just did. No, you got to do it. Have you not caught on yet? City Hunter. And then Lucas Ceballos with the 2666. Lucas, the scary boy. (laughs) 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 All right, and we're back. We're here. Uh, We're we're on Beyond Synth right now uh, with the family, Marco and Mike and Florence. Are you underwater? What? Did something happen? It's a, it's a blah, 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 call. No, that's your shitty internet connection. <laughs> oh, Florence, fuck you! <laughs> I'm just gonna drop fuck you to everybody. Marco, you're next. <laughs> Jesus, just take it easy, buddy. Take it I'm easy. In a, oh, I'm in a mood. Hey, Andy. Oh, hi, Mark. I watched the other day Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, oh, here we go. Okay. I watched it too. I watched it the other night. Yeah, Jazzy and I did. Okay. Thoughts? It was fine, but here's... Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler, whatever. Did everybody see it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I've been waiting for you to see it. So the first thing is, I actually didn't mind it so much, but first of all, he never won me over as Solo. Okay. So that was the main thing, was that when the movie was over, I still didn't feel like he was Han Solo. But the main issue I had was the movie looked really ugly. Yep. Like, do you not notice, like, just the color was really, like, washed out and kind of yeah, shitty looking? It was, it was a little bit. Uh, I thought that was just my screen, but yeah, it was a little. <laughs> the whole time I was watching the movie, I'm like, why does this movie look so washed out and weird compared to even, like, like Rogue One was, you know, where it's like, oh, it's, like, gritty and, like, a war movie or whatever, but it still was, like, nice and crisp. And this movie just felt, like, muddy, like they didn't run it through the final color correction process. You know when they do, like, the behind the scenes, when they show how many passes they do on visual effect shots? Yes, yes. Instead of feeling like they didn't do it enough, I felt like they did it way too much, and they just crushed and crushed and crushed and crushed, and it became grayer and blacker and grayer crushed. and Crushed, that's a good word, crushed, because the whole movie had sort of like a muddiness where stuff was getting just lost in the shadows, yep. but the shadows weren't black. They were like shades of like dark gray and dark brown. And so the whole movie just had this weird muddiness to it. When I've said this to some people, they're like, it's because it makes it look old. But like Rogue One had a feeling simply by the props and the way things looked that it sort of had that similar vibe. But this one, it didn't feel old. It just felt like they didn't color correct it properly. Like that's what I felt the whole time. That's my thing about Solo. I like Chewie. Chewie was my favorite part. Chewie was cool, yeah. I thought he was good. It was fun to see Chewbacca like actually do things like kick people across the room and throw people around like that made me happy to see he killed that guy <laughs> and he picked him up <laughs> he picked him up and then he threw him and he like th- he la- he made the guy land like right in between where the neck and the shoulder are and I was like that guy didn't survive yeah see I liked that like that stuff was like this was good so my total review was I was not won over by the lead dude he never felt like solo to me I really liked Chewbacca and the most emotional part honestly was when Chewbacca you know like when he goes in and he wants to save his John Baca he wanted to save the other Wookiees you know and then and at the end you know where he does like the head bump thing to that one Wookiee because he knows he's gonna leave with the Solo or whatever and like that moment was like that was nice because I like Chewie and whenever I like a character I feel like the emotional beats and and uh, I did not like that fucking thing about why Solo's last name is Solo like that was <laughs> yeah, garbage that was really dumb. I wasn't so uh, upset about who the guy was and what he was doing because in my head it kind of just felt like, like you said, like it's almost like cutscenes from a video game that wasn't properly color corrected. Mm. And in that aspect, I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to care that much because it just seems like just a solo 
game that I don't need to care about. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Like they didn't care enough about it, so why should you kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Like when they cast a guy for a video game, it's not going to be like exactly the same guy with even the same look or the same voice. And in all the cutscenes, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, that guy's Han Solo for the game. Blah. You know what I mean? So yeah. the movie kind of felt like just okay. all of that. And I wasn't... Like, my expectations were a lot lower. I wasn't put off the way a lot of people were, like, truly upset about, you know, how he didn't do Solo. I was like, all right, this is whatever. Yeah, well, I think because since I my feelings are already, like, tarnished from the last Star Wars film, I went into this, like, kind of not caring. Yeah, obviously, I didn't care because I didn't watch it until, like, a few weeks ago on Netflix. So, I mean, that's, like, a year since it came out. So, like, obviously, I didn't care. So, I think my expectations were sort of softened a bit because of that. But uh, maybe we should talk... Florence! Hi. What do you think? Because you're the big Star Wars fan. Yeah. yeah. What did you think? I thought it was a good popcorn movie. Like, I went into this with really low expectations, too, because the Han Solo trilogy of novels were my favorite Star Wars Expanded Universe novels. That was my favorite story, so this totally like deletes most of that story. So I knew that I was going to kind of be disappointed because now that's not true anymore. Right. I mean, it lives on in legends, but whatever. When you read the Han Solo books, did you picture it as Harrison Ford, like as you were reading the novels? Yeah, of course, because who else would I have pictured it as? Alden Heinrichlicker or whatever his <laughs> name he is. He wasn't. He, I didn't even know who the fuck he was when I was reading that. I was a little kid. Um, Heinrichlicker. <laughs> Finer and liquor. Oh my god. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, like, he, Alton, whatever his fucking name is, he didn't really bother me that much. And, like, I understand that, like, kind of why he, he put his own spin on it. Because, like, no one's going to be able to top Harrison Ford. Like, no one is going to do that. I would say he didn't bother me. Yeah. But he didn't, by the end of the film, I didn't go, he was Han Solo. Yeah. So I wasn't I wasn't annoyed by his presence. At the end of the movie, I was like, no, he's not Han Solo. He's like, you know, Derek Bolo, like some other dude in space. Like, Derek Bolo sounds like a badass, by the way. Derek Bolo. Yeah, but say the movie was literally like, you know, Derek Bolo, a Star Wars story, we're branching off, and it was literally that exact movie, but it just wasn't Han Solo, mm-hmm. I probably would have liked it more because I would have been like, well, yeah, it's not Han. I mean, it's Derek Bolo. Like, it's fine that he looks like that and talks like that. He's a new character in the Star Wars universe, you know, but since he is supposed to be Han Solo, it's just like, ah, he's just not Han Solo. It's the same thing I feel going back to Mike, like your video game analogy. It's like whenever there's a video game with Darth Vader in it, like the Star Wars ones, they always get these sound alikes who for some reason no one can do a Darth Vader properly, yep. which is really weird because you'd think someone could somewhere but whenever they even like all the video games they get the dude and it's just like you are not a Jedi or whatever I'm just like who's this guy like they couldn't have like I could have done a better Vader I remember like when I was playing Battlefield 2 and like I'm just sitting there like my Vader's better than this and I don't even do Vader so sometimes there's there's a point where you're like all right like I lost my train of thought (laughs) (laughs) well what about the video game Scarface they didn't actually get Al Pacino to do the voice but it was pretty close how did you feel about that? I think that's because I think anybody can do that fucking voice, man. Hey, take it easy, man. <laughs> See, you do it yeah. better than I do. Not really. Remember that was the whole thing and like Al Pacino like okayed it? Yeah. They made that video to be like Al Pacino personally signed off on this guy to do the impression <laughs> of... Uh... Personally. <laughs> as soon as I get back to Miami, I'll talk to Frank personally. 
Look, we gotta listen to another song and then we'll uh, keep talking. I'm gonna play a song by Cyber Monday from the album Day Wave, and this one's kind of got sort of a '90s dance music vibe, which I dig. This one's called Crazy, featuring Siota S I O T A. I think that's how you'd say that, Siota. And this is uh, Crazy by Cyber Monday. Like crazy. 
And that was Cyber Monday with the track Crazy featuring Ciota. Brought to you by my awesome supporters. Who we got? We got DevJock. He's uh, one of the few people who uh, has hopped on to the PayPal. So if you don't use the Patreon, you can uh, go to Beyondsynth.com and there's a support button there. You can support the show. Just like DevJock, the cool guy he is. And we're back here doing a family show. Oh, do you want to say DevJock, Mike? DevJock. On Twitch. <laughs> trying to think of who you remind me of. It's someone from a video game from the 90s. I'm trying to figure out who it is for that voice. Wait, so when you're doing that voice, you, you said you were breathing in? Yeah. <laughs> I learned recently, what's his face? Jonathan Reese Davies. When he was doing the voice for Treebeard in Lord of the Rings, he did that technique. Really? In order to do Treebeard's voice, yeah. But he really just sounded like him pitch blower. Ooh, me. No, <laughs> I, you know what, Mike, honestly, <laughs> this is my favorite thing you do, by the way, now. Just want, I just want you to know that. What Treebeard sound like again? Just, you are very small. Yeah, it sounds like what you're doing. It kind of sounds like a guy is doing this. Yeah. As opposed to this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that voice. <laughs> but you're a part of this world. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, this is this is good stuff. It's talking, Mary. The tree is talking. Tree? I am no tree. I am an ant. I watched the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy extended editions in one day. When? It's like eleven hours or something ridiculous. It took fourteen hours. I mean, I did it with my cousin. I did it with my cousin. We started at eleven a.m. and we. Oh no, no. I guess it took thirteen, about thirteen hours. I did it with my cousin, and we. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you don't get to sing that. That's my thing. I do it on my show. Like almost every three weeks. That's my shit. We took like a couple breaks for food, but uh, but we pretty much went straight on through. Pretty impressive effort. Yeah, no, I felt really accomplished. Well, yeah, I've been meaning to do that for years. Like a long time ago, once all the all these special editions were out, I said this is going to be my Christmas tradition, and I think we did it once, and then never. I haven't done it since, and I keep meaning to. I'm like, I want to sit down and and do the trilogy just like you just did. So I'm so happy you did that because I uh, I didn't. Go get your passport, and then we can all fly to some place like like austin the cool movie screening central of america yeah we could go to austin that's like central get your passport and then we can do a lord of the rings day yeah i guess we could yeah (laughs) (laughs) that is a great song yeah because when i saw i remember when i saw uh the third movie we had to sit in the front row because my hometown the closest theater is like half an hour away in a town that's got about 20,000. It was so full because those people were idiots and they were only playing Return of the King twice a day on one screen. Oh, dumb. Yeah, so literally we had to buy tickets like three days in advance, okay? (laughs) And then I ended up having to sit in the front row and even still I was like pretty teary-eyed at the end, like, you know, when they're saying goodbye to everybody in the boat. Oh, Frodo. You mean you didn't didn't cry at all eight different endings? Oh, Frodo. No, I think the one that got me the most, the two things that got me the most in Return of the King was well I can't carry the ring for you <laughs> yeah. well I can't carry you 
Anyway, I love that part. And uh, and then the end, you know, when they're all just saying goodbye and crying and Elijah Wood's eyes are fucking just as big as Battle Angel Alita or whatever. Yeah, he, like, like, he, gets on the, he gets on the fucking boat, he turns around and just smiles. The only thing that bugs me, honestly, in the third movie is Bilbo's old man makeup. I think they went too hardcore on it. <laughs> it it's a, a little too rubbery looking, I think. I mean, I get the point that he's like, he's super aging once he doesn't have the ring, but like, he just looked so insane by the time we... <laughs> Yeah, he kind of looks like a Harry Potter goblin. Does he look as bad as Captain Picard? No, 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 no. Because Captain Picard looked like a goblin. Please. Like, Captain Picard looked insane in that episode. <laughs> Captain Picard never yeah. looks bad. Don't give me that no, shit. No, 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 like he's, no. Captain Picard looks good, but I'm saying in the episode the where Captain ever. he goes and, you know, and he turns old in a day or whatever when he, they, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He looks like a goblin yeah. in that makeup. Everyone looks insane. That dude looked like a space frog. The inner light. He's always looked the same, though, Captain Picard, even, even since the 80s. It's like he doesn't age. It's like he's always looked old, but always about the same age, right? He seems really cool, that guy. Yeah, yeah and he's best of friends with Ian McKellen. <laughs> it's really cute. The best of friends. Are they gay friends? or One of them's gay. Well, no, because Patrick you Stewart is You gotta see them on Instagram but... and Twitter. They take the most funny and awesomely like adorable pictures. They're so cute. And remember when Patrick Stewart got that rescue dog? Is this a Star Trek episode? No, no. This is a... <laughs> it was in the previews for the upcoming CBS show. <laughs> there was a dog in maybe a couple episodes. Oh yeah, there there is a there is an episode where like puppies just appeared and then there was another it was a cute episode and then there was another episode where like a dog was actually a monster or an alien. Nice. It was great. Yeah, watch all the, the Star Trek dog episodes. Best. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll do a review show of those. Yes. Just the dog ones. And yeah. there's an original there's an original series one where they dress a dog up as a as another alien. It's amazing because it's like obviously a dog but they treat it like an alien. It's amazing. See, FX knows how to do programming because when they do Simpsons, it'll be like a whole bunch of Lisa episodes for six hours straight. <laughs> then they don't know how to do programming. No, but it's really good because <laughs> it's like thematic. And so like I would totally play all the Star Trek dog episodes yes. if, if a, a customer, a viewer suggested it. Hey, they are customers. Yeah, give us their money. Hey, Marco. Yes. Now, I did want to catch up with you. After a song. Do you have another one to play? <laughs> yes, I do. Sire's got a new album out. Out. Uh, it's called Becoming. It came out last month. Really good stuff. It's actually available on vinyl as well, so do check it out. And my favorite song on it is actually Give and Take. Can you give it a spin, Andy, please? Oh, of course I can, man. I love when you choose songs. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're going to listen to that right now, man, because that's a cool thing to do. I should remind everybody this is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, Mr. Clint Dowling, Eric Dahlberg, and William Stewart. Do you want me to say each one? William Stewart, son. <sighs> What? <laughs> what was hey, that? Hey, do, do Clint Dowling. Do you want me to smoke again and do it? No, I want you to do the thing that makes me laugh. <laughs> Just, oh, my God. I want you to do some new thing that I don't like. Clint oh Dowling, you're next. Now, Eric Dahlberg. Eric Dahlberg, watch your back. And William Stewart. William Stewart, you're also gonna get murdered, too. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. <laughs> All right, well, let's listen to this song, man. This is Sayer with Give and Take.
right, and that was Sayer with the track Give and Take, Marco's second pick of the week. That's a cool song. I think we're saying that right, Sayer. If I'm not Sayer, why don't you... I've always pronounced it as Sayer. My apologies, Ruben, if we're getting it wrong. I'm sorry. I should know by now, you'd think. No, 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 no. That's that's how I would yeah. say it. So maybe maybe we're all wrong. And In which case, Sayer, you let me know. Am I saying it right? I will take full responsibility. I've been a fan of that guy, and that's how I say it. But anyway, yeah, so that was a cool track. That was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, Mr. Tim Carlton. <laughs> say it. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Tim Carlton. Timothy Carlton. And Johnny Five. Error, error. No, I can't just do a line from the movie? <laughs> no, I get it, but... Hello, bozos. <laughs> no, wait, hold on. What, say his name again? Do his name and I'll do it. Johnny Five. Your mama was a slow bower. Wait, a slow bower? <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say snowblower, but I said slow bower? Slow boner? Slow boner. (laughs) What the fuck? That tickled Marco. All right, let's just do uh, Emilio Astavez. (laughs) I like his name. Emilio Astavez. Perfect. You should put like a smacking sound, like if someone's smacking a butt. It's not that kind of show. Just put a whip crack on there. No, no, no. This is not that kind of a show. And then go... Nope, I I refuse. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Emilio Estevez. <laughs> nope, don't like it. All right, uh, Marco. So, last time we talked, you were being a cool guy over there. Mm-hmm. Now you have gotten a job, so that's exciting. I'm Mr. Responsible. I should be able to afford to travel now. I'm looking forward to coming to Outland in Toronto on June, July the what day? Whatever date. What date is it? The sixth or the seventh or something? It's like July sixth, I believe. What I'm going to do, in case anyone's wondering or cares, is I'm going to be doing some Outland themed shows. So for people who don't know, Outland is a music show. It's a one day thing. It's coming to Toronto. Usually they host synthwave related events in Europe, and uh, this one's going to be in Toronto. It's got some Europe guests. It's got some local. Toronto talent and it's an all day thing I think it starts really good lineup yeah it starts in the afternoon it goes all day and uh, it'll be the first time that guys like uh, Time Cop 1983 and Calyx are uh, playing in Toronto so that's going to be cool to see them and of course uh, there's a whole bunch of other people playing local Toronto FM Attack of course FM Attack that's right and then uh, we're going to and then uh, Dana Jean and Mecha Mako and Parallels and Michael Oakley and the week before FM 84 comes back to town and they're playing the same venue so that's gonna be cool bloody awesome anyway so i'm excited because we'll be able to finally play mortal Kombat together i'll bring my arcade controller i know finally gonna meet up and uh, i'm gonna cook you a bloody steak it's all the best steak you ever had mm. uh do you cook them bloody uh i do a little bit yeah well, how do you like them? I don't. I don't really make steak that much. Medium rare. Medium rare is the best. No, I usually say well done because I'm one of those like paranoid meat guys. Whoa, paranoid meat guys. <laughs> Where the fuck are you getting your steak, Andy? Look, I'm paranoid. <laughs> what do you mean you're paranoid? Exactly. Have we had this conversation before? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I swear to God, dude, this like I'm having like the craziest Matrix deja vu. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, Andy, Marco was like, I'm going to make you the best steak in the world. And Andy was like, a little bit of bloody. And Marco was like, yeah, a little bit of bloody. And I'm like, nah, we've done this before. I should have taken the red fucking pill. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Florence, the, my when I said that I liked uh, my steaks well done, you acted shocked. Yeah, because that's not the right way to eat a steak, Andy. Ooh. Yeah, you gotta put American cheese on it, idiot. <laughs> when I was a lot younger, I used to eat it that way too, Andy, until... I went to a nice restaurant and the chef refused to cook it well done. He goes, we can't, we, we just won't. Yeah, it's because it's the wrong fucking way. Yeah, it's terrible, Andy. You can't. Andy, I'll cook it for you. Just relax. I'll find a good butcher near your house and you're just going to have to subdue your paranoia and I will cook you a fucking... Jesus Christ, i got a massive wasp in here. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. It's fucking huge. It's in the middle of winter. What the oh hell? God. What kind of fucking what crazy place is this? Are you sure it's a wasp? Andy knows. I've sent photos. We've got a massive fucking wasp nest, which I've got to take care of one of these days. Mm. I know Andy's the expert on that, but one of them must have got out. This thing is fucking huge, Florence. <laughs> right outside our bedroom window. Is there, like, insulation in a, in a hive? We were debating that. Well, I think maybe they hibernate in there or something. Where do they go? They've got to go somewhere. Hey, Florence, you want to do some wasp research? Why can't I do research? And now I'm not the research guy anymore? What the fuck am I? How am I supposed to collect that data, Andy? <sighs> honey, there's a massive wasp in here! <laughs> I'm gonna honey, quit. Honey. I swear to God, I'm going to quit this whole thing. I hate this. Honey. Every time I come on. Every time. Alright, look. There's too much confusion happening. Can I just take a break for a minute? Hang on, I'll be back. Just, well, I can't handle this. <laughs> I can't relax. Listen, I know there's a plot A and a plot B, but I will never be plot C. I'm not chopped liver on this show. Fuck oh, you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. What is happening? I killed him. I got him. I fucking better have got him. Where did he go? Oh, shit. He's still alive. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck. Shit. Shit. <laughs> all right, look. We're going to oh listen to a song, God. and then we're going to get this thing on track, all right? I mean, this is a weird time to do that. But anyway, <laughs> here's a cool track from Elevate the Sky from the album Hope. This one is called These Walls, featuring Dana Jean Phoenix. We just talked about her. And uh, that's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, Chris Williams. Christopher Williams the third, Christian James. And Christian James the fourth. <laughs> And Joey and Kendra. And Joseph and Kendra and their new baby boy, the first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. Let's uh, let's listen to this awesome song. This is Elevate the Sky with These Walls featuring Dana Jean Phoenix and Missing Words.
right, and that was Elevate the Sky with These Walls featuring Dana, Jean, Phoenix, and Missing Words. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, Frank Skinicki. Frank Skinicki, my boy. Listen. I do it, that for him. Listen. No, 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 we Frank gotta, we gotta, our relationship goes back way more than yours does. At least I want to imagine it does. It doesn't. Now do the voice that I like. <laughs> Jesus. That's what she said. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What's my name? Frank Skinicki. That's what I do. Take it or leave it, fucker. <laughs> well, <laughs> take that, Frank Skinicki. And Gregorio Franco. Gregorio Franco, you're a nice boy. It's a pleasure <laughs> working with you. You're cool. And um, I hope you get all the ice cream you want. I love you. Bye. And Blake Peterson. And Blake Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> I love this voice. All right, anyways, and we're back. Oh, I should tell everybody, in case people are confused. They're just like, what's up with these Patreon people? They support Beyond Synth through Patreon by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth. You can help support the show too, like all these cool, cool people who are cool. And I'm back with the Beyond Synth family. Marco Merrick. That's me. Florence Bullock. And Mike Mendoza. Oh yeah. Right, we've got another question here from somebody. Who? Scotty Golden on Facebook. He asks, do you eat while making music? And if so, what do you eat? Does it affect the outcome of your track? And if so, how? How? What? Wait, do you eat while making music? And if so, what do you eat? Does it affect the outcome of your track? And if so, how? It affects my voice. If I eat something shitty, then I sound shitty. <laughs> like what? I don't know. Like anything. I mean, I could do an experiment. Hey, I can collect data on that. Do an experiment. Like sing something and then eat guacamole or something after. <laughs> and then sing again. Because you don't want to have milk or anything, right? You know, yeah. That's supposed to be bad. And like apples are supposed to be good for your throat. Tea is good. Honey is good. I don't, I don't know. I never like had too many issues. Usually I just kind of like eat whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> I guess food doesn't really affect my music. So to answer the question... Fuck you, Scotty. <laughs> I think Scotty. that's the answer to that. What about you, Mike? Uh, I find myself eating like uh, like sour candy a lot. It doesn't really make a difference. Oh, you're a funny guy. You're a funny guy, Mike. Thank you. I... <laughs> <laughs> I have take made it. the mistake of like I'll have chocolate milk or strawberry milk and I'll be like this is this is terrible and I'll get all gross. Right. And you can make the sound that like the predator makes, you know the predator. Yeah. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> Anytime. I'm going to have me some fun. So this, I hope that answers Scotty's question. <laughs> I watched that Fire Festival doc on Netflix. How did you like it? I liked it a lot, man, because it was so intense. It actually <laughs> made my wife uncomfortable. Like she was like on the edge because the whole movie is just an escalating set of problems for like an hour and a half and it never lets up. Did you watch the Hulu one? No, I've only watched the Netflix one. Apparently the Hulu one has more details. Yeah. I thought the Netflix one was better personally, but the Hulu one is pretty good. Doesn't the Hulu one actually go more like on the ground of the actual festival itself? In the Netflix one, they sort of, the festival is like towards the end of the thing. Like, cause it's a lot of it is just the buildup of all the things going wrong and the fact that they will not cancel that festival. And then every two seconds, there's just a new problem and they keep lying to everybody and they won't cancel it. And it just gets so, after a while it becomes funny because of all the problems and you can just see like how annoyed everybody is with what went down. Like, I thought it was really good. It was really entertaining. I found that 
thought they were they were both kind of similar, but they just they focused on different people. It was the Hulu one who actually interviewed what's his face, the head dude, and that was hilarious and awful because they were asking all of these like questions that were like meant to trigger him, and he, it was just so uncomfortable watching him answer them. Right. So that was really fun. So both of them are recommended. I think they kind of complement each other. I love it that your wife just found it so distressing to watch the whole thing. Well, yeah, because it was just this non-stop problems. Like, and it never lets up. It just keeps going. It's such a train wreck, isn't it, though? Like, you know from the start pretty much what happens. So you're kind of like, this is just such a train wreck. Why wouldn't they stop? You know, like, it just... That's the thing. It's just that they just wouldn't admit that the thing was flawed and they would just keep going. So weird. And it's just amazing, like, just how they managed to keep going when so much stuff fell apart. Like, I just keep on thinking, like, how stressed out I am when, like, one little stupid thing goes wrong. And just to think, like, you're hosting some festival on, like, a Caribbean island and then you lose the island and then still (laughs) think you can trick people into going to some, like, other local... Like, that to me would have been a deal breaker the very beginning like and i love the reason why they had all the problems too because it's always because they like wouldn't honor their contracts or like the one thing where they bought that island and they were specifically not supposed to mention pablo escobar and that's the first thing they do in their advertising (laughs) is mention him and then they lose the island because that broke the contract just shit like that man like and just all the people telling them like you can't do this you will not be able to fit the people on the island and then they just fire everybody who like tells them it can't work it's so it was just i don't know i i thought it was really good i thought it was a very good document the scene the people when they turn up there and they're just like what the fuck there's like refugee camp tents yes. <laughs> it's like Jesus and it's waterlogged the beds are literally waterlogged and the food they got was like a bit of cheese yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the bread I was like oh my god oh anyway any of you seen anything in the past little while that was worth recommending actually you know what I've been watching I've been watching this show I think it's on like TNT called I Am The Night with Chris Pine it's a The Black Dahlia murders? Yeah, it's an extension of the Black Dahlia murder story. And it's pretty good. They filmed all of it in L.A. And they filmed it at this place called the Soden House, which is a... It was built by Frank Lloyd Wright's son. So it's a Lloyd Wright house. And it's like right by me in L.A. So I was like, ooh, they filmed it at that house. That's cool. So that's kind of like... That was why I watched it. And like the whole Black Dahlia thing is interesting, too. Did you see yourself in like the window or something? No, unfortunately, (laughs) I did not. That's what I'd be looking for is myself in the window. Yeah. Well, because I think they filmed that. Um, there's a new Netflix like superhero show with Ellen Page, and I think they filmed that like the house down from me. <laughs> you mean this is the Teenage X Men, but it's not the X Men. <laughs> yes, I believe so. <laughs> but they were filming like a period piece. Like I haven't watched the show, so I don't know if there's like a part of the story that takes place in like the 50s or something. But when they were filming, they had a bunch of people walking around in like period piece clothes, and there was like some old cars like parked outside the house down the street from me, and. I looked at them, and then I kept walking. <laughs> oh, my God. You looked at them. Yeah, I was like, get out of my way, stupid film crew. I got a family. Get out of my town. Yeah. You know what? Film crews are really annoying, like, because I live close to Hollywood Boulevard, where there's this, like, strip of a bunch of uh, motels and, like, old-looking hotels that they just they film a bunch of stuff at these places. And sometimes I'm walking down the street and there's a fucking film crew. Yeah, seriously. And there's a fucking film crew and I can't go (laughs) past them. And they're like, you have to cross the street. I'm like, if you want me to cross the street legally, I have to walk like another fucking half mile backtrack. One time somebody like was yelling at me and I just walked on through. I was like, fuck this. That's when you need that fucking salami ready. I know. Unfortunately, (laughs) I did not have a salami. All right. Look, 
We're going to listen to another song and then we'll keep talking. So here is a cool track from Mind Machine. And this is from the album Return to the Machine. And this track is called Here and There, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters <laughs> in the $25 club, Mr. Mike Shima. Mike Shima. Oh, wait. Hey, buddy. Uh, yeah, you. All right, keep going. <laughs> and with a, with a 1984 Murat. 1984 Ghostbusters, Gremlins, and uh, Axel Foley. Murat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's listen to this track. This is Here and There by Mind Machine.
That was Here and There by Mind Machine. Brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $15 Club. There's Hampus, ML, and Ken Jeru. I feel like it makes me dizzy to do it. I'm getting dizzy. Mm-hmm. Say Hampus, ML. <laughs> Hampus, ML. And Ken, Ken Jeru. <laughs> oh, where am I? Ken Jeru. Oh. <laughs> Take the blue pill. Take the red pill. <laughs> Say Kendrew. Kendrew. <laughs> no, no. Kendrew, we love you. And, uh, and uh, listen, that was great. Thank you for, for doing that, Mike. It makes me really happy. I'm glad to find this new aspect of your character because it's... Uh, I was getting bored of all the other stuff. <laughs> so I've done that for years. Maybe just... Maybe we're not that close friends. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, tell me an update, man. What's been going on in your life? An update is I also have data news. Ooh. People have been asking about my new job. My new job is I am a scorer for videos that get sent in from mystery shoppers. <clears throat> so the mystery shoppers, they go out. And they record for 10 minutes and they look for stuff. Now, to be clear, since people know you as a musician, when you say you're scoring these videos, you mean like a scorecard. Like you're not making music for this. Yeah. So I'm like, I got to watch the whole video and I have like tons and tons of criteria and I have to jot whether like was this this or was that dirty or was this dirty or was that dirty. So a mystery shopper goes into a store with a camera. Yeah. You watch the footage. So the mystery shopper isn't graded on how well they mystery shop. Well, if they suck i do have to send in some tickets what makes a bad mystery shopper someone who just doesn't focus in a particular area long enough <laughs> well there was one fucking guy who was making tons and tons of commentary and he was like yeah that's dirty that's dirty got him that's oh, dirty <laughs> got him and i'm like okay but that's like unprofessional that's not what we're supposed to be doing they're supposed to call out stuff that they see but not in like Ha ha, we got you. Because we're supposed to, like, you know, maintain neutral professionalism in the whole endeavor. Right, but doesn't that defeat the purpose of a mystery shopper if a guy's like, like, there's a guy behind the cash register and there's this dude walking around, that's dirty. <laughs> this is dirty. Like, my number one thing, like, I'm working, so I'm watching these videos all day long and I'm like, oh my god, everybody looks like they're stealing something. How are you going to spend 17 minutes inside of a 7-Eleven? And try to maintain casualness when you go to the checkout or when you try to leave the store. It'd be like 17 minutes in, they'll be like, hey, do you have a bathroom? Because they have to go in and check the bathroom, too, to, like, that's part of the shop. <laughs> and then, you, and just then hear, you just hear muffled behind the door, that's dirty. <laughs> that's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. Coffee. Dirty, yeah. Slurpee, dirty, <laughs> microwave, dirty. Uh, and then a lot of times, fuck. they'll just say it, and I'll be like, no, it's not. I'm looking at the footage, and it's not dirty. You're wrong. You know? You're dirty, right? Yeah, you're dirty. <laughs> then, then does that guy walk out of the store and be like, I am not a secret shopper, and then like close the door behind him? I mean, like it just seems like so obvious to me that if some dude's like calling out what he sees. And they all say the same shit at the cash register. They all go, um... Nothing suspicious about this purchase, sir. <laughs> They all go, is it too late to use my rewards card? And I've, I'm noticing now after a few months that like the 7-Eleven people, when they say that, the 7-Eleven people, they, they roll their eyes like, oh God. Oh, like they know? Yeah. Then they look right at the camera. 
<laughs> say, fuck you. This is dirty. <laughs> I gotta have a meeting with these people and tell them that uh, what they're doing is giving themselves away. <laughs> yeah, just, the guy just gives a finger right to the camera. Is this dirty, you fucking asshole? <laughs> <laughs> I swear there was uh, this one guy who was shooting the laser of the scanner, like, right into the secret camera. Nice. And I was like, he's trying to fuck up the whole thing, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. So, Mike, you are doing content analysis. Yeah, with my brain and my eyes. Nice. Yeah, and then, like, all the shit that I do gets analyzed. When I finish my thing, I hit finalize, and that goes straight to the 7-Eleven store. And it'll be, like, 69% successful, or, like, 89% successful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 69. Yeah. <laughs> all right, sorry. Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay. <laughs> um, we got to listen to a song. All right, all right. I got a song here. CJ Burnett has got an awesome album out. It's a very traditional synthwave sound, you could say. And the track I like off it most is Miami Snow. Miami Snow. All right, man. Well, let's listen to this track by CJ Burnett. Brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Chatterack with the 1495. Pattern Shift with the 1337. And we'll never forget the immortal Chris Salia Lane. And now, let's listen to this track by CJ Burnett. This is Miami Snow. <laughs> I know what that means.
All right, and that was Miami Snow by C.J. Burnett, Marco's third pick of the week, and we're having a fun family show here. Mike, before we uh, played the song, you said that you know what that means. Yep. What is Miami Snow? Is that when it snows in Miami, very rarely when it snows there? Yeah, Marco's got it. It's like when the weather is all weird and it snows. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought you meant. Cocaine You've seen it day after tomorrow? What? You seen that movie? Uh, I, yes, I have, actually. Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Rene Russo? Actually, you know what I did watch? Speaking of Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah, I watched um, Velvet Buzzsaw. That was a Netflix movie. Oh, that was so terrible. Yeah, you know what, dude? Honestly, I <sighs> loved the trailer. The trailer was great. I thought this was going to be so good. Such a good cast. The cast was great. And then I'm like, really? Like, ugh, man, it gets so bad towards the end, too. Like, it starts off pretty good. It's kind of funny, and it's dark, and you're like, oh, wow. You know, the paintings, I don't uh, spoiler alert, fuck. You know, the paintings are painted with blood or whatever and all that. You know, and that that was cool. I'm like, oh, where's this going? And then it's just fucking such an anticlimax. Well, what the problem was was this. First of all, like, the pacing was all wrong. So I think the movie was like an hour too long, first of all. Whoever edited the trailer for Velvet Buzzsaw, that's what the movie should have been. Yes. It's sort of a black comedy critique of, like, the art world and pretentious art dealers and stuff. And then halfway through, it becomes a supernatural horror film. And that's the way the trailer portrayed it. And so I was like, oh, this is going to be a lot of fun. And Jake Gyllenhaal looked like he was, like, just delivering this wacky performance that looked really awesome. Wasn't the music also really cool, too? Yes, it was. Yeah, like, the trailer was great. And then the movie, the problem was, first of all, people didn't start dying for a really long time. It took like 40 minutes or something before like a painting killed anybody. And then the story just kept going where they tried to make it like some mystery of like who was this mysterious painter who died? But it's like We're seeing the paintings killing people. Mm. They're trying to build up the mystery, but it's like, well, there's no mystery because we literally saw the painting murder somebody. So we know these paintings are imbued with supernatural power because we're actually seeing it happen. And then like someone would die and then the movie would go on for like 20 minutes and then there'd be like another kill. Like what they should have done was it should have been like a, a tight one hour and a half. The first half hour is all the art world parody shit. And then once the paintings start killing people, it should have been like a horror movie. It should have just been like, you know, Every 10 minutes, there's like another kill. And the thing was, the trailer showed everything. So if you watch the trailer and you actually pay attention to the quick shots, they show you every single character die and how they die, like except for the final kill, which was lame. So it didn't really matter. That was so lame. I was like, are you serious, a tattoo? Yeah. I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, ultimately, it was disappointing because I think Jake Gyllenhaal was really funny. He actually reacted really well in that. He did, yeah. And uh, it just was disappointing. I think the pacing was all wrong. It just, it wasn't exciting enough. It wasn't scary enough. Like, the horror stuff wasn't scary. The comedy wasn't as funny as it could have been. And the pacing was just all wrong. So I would recommend people just watch the trailer. I thought the trailer was great. I watched it, like, so many times going, like, this trailer is so good. And I wish the movie lived up to it. Whoever directed the trailer should have directed the goddamn movie. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think they got it. I have a question for y'all. What do y'all think about the new Godzilla movie? Are you excited about that franchise? Is there another one coming out? I didn't even know there was one. What? There's your answer. There's a new one coming out (laughs) in the same vein as uh, the last Godzilla. No. But it's got, like, all the other... What are they called? What are they called? Giant monsters? (laughs) (laughs) What are they called? They're kaiju. Yeah, kaiju. Fucking. Although, let's be fucking real here. People only started calling them kaijus like After four the, years ago. The Pacific Rim. Yeah, and then everyone's. And yeah. then all of a sudden, every article, like, oh, my favorite kaiju, and this and that. Like, fuck off. They're giant <laughs> monsters. They've always been giant monsters. Fuck exactly. you. 
And uh, I don't know why it made me so upset, but it it bugs me when people like hop on stupid trends and feel like, and then it's like they retroactively like, and then it changes the, the language they, that you have to use. Yeah, like I, I, they're just giant monsters. Like it's what's I don't know. Anyway, that is I think it looks so cool because the scale it looks like ridiculous. These giant monsters that they look like they're moving so slowly because like compared to everything else. <laughs> I feel like they, they nail it. Like they nail the physics, and I feel like I like disaster movies. I like the Day After Tomorrow, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Renee Russo, and Dennis Quaid. Quaid, like Independence Day, and like all those crazy, like even the latest one, San Andreas. Mm-hmm. I watch it when it's on TNT because the effects, like they're stupid, but it's like, oh, like imagine. So like the whole Godzilla thing. It's like the new one is the newest and coolest technology applied to what the last thing in your head was. So like 1998's Godzilla. Has anyone ever used the pun fraudzilla for anything? That's a good one. Yeah, man. Fraudzilla. Like for some grand fraud. I am going to write an article called Andy Lass Fraudzilla? (laughs) (laughs) Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, though? What I think would be awesome, and this is just me. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, Andy. Um, I actually didn't have a way to finish that sentence. I was really hoping someone would interrupt me. Mike did, but it wasn't long enough. That's what she said. <laughs> Believe me, she said that a lot to me. Small penises. Oh my God. We've already covered your favorite subject on the show, Andy. <laughs> oh, that's right. I should, sorry, I should have called it dink. I didn't use the patented <laughs> word. Jesus. Trademark. What is the ca- the tagline? Penis dink balls. Penis dink balls. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's what we came up with. Yeah, this is a great show. It's getting better. We, uh, <laughs> well, how about this? Are we doing trivia? What is going on now? Yeah, maybe we'll have time for a quick one because obviously I feel like Marco's going to have to go to bed. Why? We got to work. Yeah, I got to go to work. That's all right. I can stay up a bit longer. <laughs> Why? But, uh, there, was a, there was a suggestion. No, now that you mention it, there is a suggestion. Sonny Crockett said just do an entire Schwarzenegger based trivia show. I'm going to get every question wrong. Good. That's good. <laughs> Fuck all of you. Just no cheating. Mike and Andy are like in cahoots. That's possible. All right. Well, look, Mike, you have a few minutes here to come up with a Schwarzenegger-themed trivia game. Did we not do this the last time? No, we didn't do Schwarzenegger trivia. Was it Captain Freedom and then it turned into Schwarzenegger trivia? No, none of the things you're saying happened. That's what happened. No. I'm having deja vu again. Okay, here's what's happening. What you call deja vu is actually just the fucking, like, the haze of being stoned all the time. And not knowing what happened. I don't know if there's a word for that. This is the fourth time we've done this. I think what happened was this. You fucking smoked one of those bowls you guys do. (laughs) So I got to do Arnold trivia. Yeah, we're going to do some Arnold trivia. So we're going to listen to another song. It's all going to be drink all the way trivia. Fuck you. Well, whatever. If it's Arnold based, it's got to be Arnold based, though. You know what I'm saying? So no questions about uh, Phil Hartman? Well, I, I mean, I guess as he relates to Arnold in the film Jingle All the Way. <laughs> so, is that the answer to the question? <laughs> All right, look. We're going to listen to this track by Mirror Void. Mirror Void. <laughs> From the album Neon Tattoo. And uh, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna do a quick fucking lightning round shout out to all of my uh, $10 patrons. I'll do that after the song, so you guys will, will not be forgotten. Ooh, lightning round. How exciting. Yeah, man, because it's got the word lightning in it. We're going to listen to this track. This is called Polaroid Memories by Mirror Void.
And that was Mirror Void with the track Polaroid Memories from the album Neon Tattoo. And I just want to do a special shout out to all of my $10 patrons. Right, because you people make Beyond Synth possible, and that's cool. So look. There's Fraser Davidson, Cat Temper, Albion Algorithm, Retro Serenade, Gary Heather, Knight of Ducks. Andrew Benson, Mads Baron Christensen, Sarah Bugelman, Justin Armour, The Patch Bay, Rachel Bugelman, Digital Dreams, Rob Dyson, Elias Garnier, Martin Larby. He said he's going to be at uh, Outland. That's fun. So there is actually a couple people coming from Europe for the thing, so it'll be nice to meet Martin. He's been a patron for a long time. Then there's Playmaker Media, Ashley Keegan. She says she's coming back to Toronto, so that's fun. Uh, fucking Slunks, Greg Smith, Tristan Waits, Skunk Raider. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You gotta say Slunks, right? Well, yeah, you do it. You do fucking Slunks. Fucking Slunks. And then there's Skunk Raider, Colin Bennett. Uh, he's gonna be playing because he's FM84. They're coming back to Toronto. That's exciting. Willow and Polly Digital. You people are all the best. How does your order go when you name them? Because I feel like it's almost like I can memorize the list of people. It's fun to say it with you. It's based on how Patreon has them sorted. I think that's in order of when they joined Patreon. So, like, what people do is they go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, and uh, you can donate money to the show and keep the lights on in the studio. That's so crazy. Like, what if you didn't want to go to Patreon, though? I don't know. Like, what? I, I don't know. What if you want to go to Patreon? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, if we don't go to Patreon, you can just go to BeyondSynth.com and click on the PayPal button. That's another way to support the show. It's it's cool. Well, that's what I was trying to... Yeah, you're good. Thanks for setting that up. Florence. Yes. When are you going to come out with your fucking album? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. Honestly, I I find it weird because there's people who I have on the show, right? Computer Magic comes on the show and I have you on the show. And I feel weird because I always have you guys on in these sort of random segments that don't involve music. And meanwhile, you're a musician. I want to play Glitbiter tracks on the show. And I feel like you've got some album that you've like hoarded and you keep telling me like, it's going to get mastered soon. And I'm like, is it? Is it? (laughs) No, seriously, it is. It's in the hands of my friend who is mastering it. But his compressor broke. What? So literally, that's his excuse. The ball's out of my court at this point, and I'm just like... <laughs> Fucking a dog ate his homework. My compressor broke. Yeah, no, seriously, that's like <laughs> yeah, literally I know, it. right? Is that what we've come to? But it's fine, because I, my life is at a fucking standstill right now anyway, because I still have to deal with school, and that's like crazy. But no, I, like, I should definitely have something soon. I have other stuff that's happening that I can't talk about... But there's, oh. some, there's some other kind of exciting things that are happening, music-wise. Like some collabs? I don't know. Andy, how can you always sound like a superhero? Like collabs? <laughs> of course, citizen. Well, it's my radio persona. If people like, knew how fragile and feeble my actual voice was. Are you puffing <laughs> your chest out? Yeah, I fucking I breathe in, I put my shoulders <laughs> back, and I host the show like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> citizen. What do superheroes say? What's like a superhero line? Fucking, welcome to the underworld. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what all the superheroes say. Welcome to hell, person. I'm taking you there. You know what was weird? You know how sometimes I'll do like hand gestures, even though no one can see what I'm doing? I thought you were going to say hand jobs. <laughs> oh my God. You know, guys, I do a lot of hand jobs when no one can see what I'm doing. When I did my superhero, I was going to do a superhero voice and my immediate reaction, like my hand gesture, was to put my hand out like stop. As if he's like stopping like a tank yeah, or something. Like, no, bad guys. Exactly. No. Yeah. That's yeah. my that was my go to like I know what you mean. And I don't know why. Yeah. That's what superheroes do. They're like fucking traffic cops. 
hey guys, uh, look, fucking Lou Rinaldi sent me a voice message. Uh-oh. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna listen to that. All right. Okay. He, I told him to send me a question, and here's his question. He sent Mike, Marco, Florence, and Andy. It's the Beyonce Family Show. Ladies and gentlemen, what you've got here is among the pinnacle of modern-day entertainment. I'd just like us all to take a moment and really reflect on how much joy the four of these people bring to our daily lives. And for that, I will be forever grateful. All the best to you, and God bless. Well, thanks, Lou. That's a nice thing to say. I personally don't like that he named all of you, though. I, I, I would have preferred if he just named me. Fuck you. And then sort of just acknowledged you you guys as periphery clowns. <laughs> Do you like to be known as periphery clowns? It's the name of my insane clown posse cover band. You know, I couldn't name a single thing that they do. All I know is that their fans are stupid. Isn't that like the only thing? All I know about them is their fans are stupid. They have a thing called the Gathering of the Juggalos every year in some like backwater place. I don't like and that word. they also sing a song where they don't understand the concept of magnets. Cool. And that's it. That's all I know. I don't like juggalo. I just, I don't like that word. It's, it's awful. So we're all on the same page here. Yeah, we, we got it. But back to Lou, though. No. Thanks, Lou. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, if we can find... I was thinking about this. We're going to find the movies by Wang Wang and watch them <laughs> and have like a public viewing. Andy, we should discuss how to do uh, the thing that I'm talking about, but also with streaming. You know what I mean? Yeah, so so basically, Mike has been trying to do this thing. He found a a website. It's like a virtual movie theater. Someone can throw on like a YouTube video or whatever, and it shows up in the screen, and then people join and sort of like watch the movie and like make comments and and stuff. And it's all synced at the same time, so everyone's watching the same bit of YouTube at the same time. Right, and so Mike's been trying to do this, and maybe one of these days we should all do it. I've been calling it Synthetic Cinema Club. You think I should open it up and just call it Cinema Club? Maybe. Is Synthetic's killing it? I don't know. Who the hell mm-hmm. fucking runs that stupid Facebook page? Idiots, probably. Yeah, right. You and me, idiot. <laughs> 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 well, if what I do is run that page, then that's a... Uh, we're using the term run loosely here, because I don't... I literally do nothing. I see the thing show up. He runs the page, in other words. Yeah, like... I, yeah, I, I do zero. Message I, to I, other people who are listening who are fans of Synthetics. Message your mods, because no one is working. Everyone is sleeping on the goddamn job. I feel like I'm doing so much work. Approving this, pending post that, deleting this, blah, blah, blah. Andy, you don't, you don't run a very tight ship at all, buddy. Hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. I feel like if Rick was... The the father and we're the two sons and you're like the rich playboy son who's like ooh I got the brand new Nintendo Switch and the Mario 5 <laughs> and I'm like Ugh. Andy would you shut up while I work on my spreadsheets <laughs> shut up nerd bye what, what do I wear though like what are those like sailing jackets like the rich people wear like with the white hat they're not the captain but they're like the nautical vest isn't that a thing am I making this up I don't know anything about boats <laughs> I don't think Andy, you're making is, it up is Toronto a port city well there's a port there's water yeah we don't have access to the ocean like we have access to the Great Lakes oh okay and then like the main access is from the Hudson River yeah cool 
Geography. I'm trying to get better at geography. That's another thing. It's not a New Year's resolution, but I want to uh, work my brain more and memorize more because I feel like my brain has gone soft. And so simple geography, since I haven't needed it since public school, thinking like, what are the actual provinces of Canada and their capitals? I never have to think about it. And so I actually had to like go back and like, oh yeah. And I want to learn these states that are closest to Canada because those seem useful because there's a lot of people who <laughs> I'm doing like the time zones when I have interviews with people and they're like in the same time zone. I'm like, Vermont? Like, isn't Vermont far away? And I, I look at the map and realize actually Vermont's like near the Canadian border. Like, I don't know this shit. I might even not even be thinking of the right state. No, Vermont is close to the Canadian border. Same time zone. It's uh, New York and uh, Massachusetts. Vermont and New Hampshire are like opposites of each other. They kind of like fit in together. Ooh, like puzzle pieces. Yes. Doesn't New York border Massachusetts? Yeah. Well, just life. just above <laughs> Connecticut, I think. Oh, well, I should I know this one. Massachusetts. <laughs> what is this? The Bee Gees. The Bee, you know the Bee Gees before they went disco. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best Bee Gees, man, because they sang these songs that sound really upbeat, but the lyrics are super depressing. I love the old Bee Gees. Remember, I started a joke, and it's like sung like it's all like happy, but it's like I started a joke that started the whole world crying. Remember? <laughs> Am I the only one who knows the fucking Bee Gees? The fuck was that? Anyway, look, let's listen to a song, and then we're going to do this trivia game that I don't even know if Mike said the time to set up. (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking about it, but now you've distracted me because I'm thinking about the Bee Gees. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. Everyone knows, everyone knows the disco stuff, man. That's easy to know. What's better to know is the pre-disco stuff. I don't know what you call it. Listen to this guy trying to fucking... So you're just a hipster Bee Gees fan. Yeah, exactly. All right, look. All right, we're listening to Axel Drive uh, right now with the track Night, and uh, dig it. (laughs) Dig it!
That was Axel Drive with the track Night. That guy just became my Patreon. Okay, cool. Well, I played his song. Great. Called Night. I didn't know he made music. Why didn't he tell me that? Well, look, listen, it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, IP68. IP69. Uh-oh, what's going on here? Mm-mm. I'm hitting next, but it's it's like Patreon's broken. I gotta restart this. Down for maintenance. <laughs> 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 what are you talking about? I mean, what are you talking about? Patreon is down for maintenance, so I can't thank anybody else because my what? <laughs> well, that's a first. Oh, sorry, guys. What kind well, of a goddamn host are you? You should have this written down, Andy. <laughs> well, because it changes every week, so like I don't know. Oh, I'm gonna Andy. Thank, uh, I'll thank Netrunner. Andrew Tukas. Yeah, he he is a he is a Beyonce supporter. He is a, your supporter, and he's my supporter. And he's got a new album coming out on RetroPromenade.BandCamp.com. Go listen to a track because Netrunner episode two is like even cooler than episode one. Oh, and by the way, I should say this: uh, Chris Albert on Twitter says, "What's the weirdest thing any of you have bought online?" And then he says, "For me, it's a tie between a whole set of figures that were Ninja Turtles mixed with the original series Star Trek and X Files Mulder and Scully." Barbie and Ken dolls. What? Mine, I think, is my uh, my Barbie phone. You've seen my pink Barbie phone. He also says, love all of you. Aww. Love you too, bro. Thanks, Chris Albert. He's a cool guy. Yeah, I love you too. He's got a top hat on in his picture and like a blue bow tie. Uh, what's the weirdest thing? Oh, you go, Florence. What have you bought? That's funny. I'm like actually literally looking through my Amazon orders right now. I'll boot up mine too and I'll see if I can find something stupid. I really don't. I was just going to be boring on this one. I don't think I've bought anything weird. I was walking around the local neighborhood and I, I was at a free library. You know those little libraries that people have in front of their houses? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I got one called Flamingos. It's like my favorite book of all time. What? <laughs> my girlfriend's laughing because she knows how stupid I am. <laughs> it's like 24 pages long. It's uh, a Chick-fil-A It's a Chick-fil-A kids feel... What you say? Kids meal. Kids meal. Kids Meal Pride. Who's that? That's my girlfriend. Is that someone from the bathroom? Yep. That's exactly where she is. <laughs> I thought it was Florence yelling from the bathroom or something. I was like, what? Look at all these flamingos. I apparently bought a squatty potty. I think I got it for my cousin as a joke. <laughs> it was a joke Christmas gift for my cousin. Do you think it's one of those jokes, though, like when you get a dildo as a joke and it's like, haha, funny thing, but then secretly you do go home and try it out? <laughs> Thanks, mom. I mean, if someone got me a squatty potty, I totally would try it out. Well, you're, it's supposed to actually be better for you. Yeah, I, I guess. All right. If how about this? You start the game. I'll keep on going through my Amazon list until I find something that I is. I gotta start the game. We'll, we'll do one round. All right. Trivia. Here we go. In this movie, he shoots his wife and says, <laughs> "Consider that a divorce." Wait, how are we doing this? It's multiple choice. Wait, wait. Marco, are you alive? I'm still here, buddy. I love you, mother. What do you got for me? It's called you mother. I'm calling your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Total Recall. Are, are we? How are we playing this? Are we going to do... Uh... I would let my mother date Marco Merrick. What? You wouldn't or would? I would. Marco Merrick would be a gentleman. He would. I'm not as wholesome as you think, okay? Who the hell thinks you're wholesome? <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like Mike does. <laughs> All right. I bought Norpro nonstick round pancake egg rings. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fuck. No, but for real, for real, egg rings are your best friend in the whole world because they make them the perfect size for uh, McMuffins. Yeah, it's a ring you when you fry up an egg and you put it on the frying pan so the egg stays within the ring and so you get like a perfectly circular egg when you fry them up. I don't have one of those and I've always wanted one. Well, they're five ninety nine on Amazon. They're okay. The ones I got are all right. I bought a thing of five ties. White, silver, red, blue, and black. <laughs> Are they skinny ties? They're just regular ties. Deal breaker. I will not wear a regular tie. I just want to wear skinny ties. I bought Death Star ice cube molds. <laughs> How big are they? The Death Star ice cube molds? Yeah, like how big are the ice cubes? I don't know. Maybe a little smaller than a tennis ball? What? They're supposed... Okay, so if you're having... Like a fine whiskey. Yeah, like straight up fine whiskey. You pour whiskey over like a big ice cube and it melts slower. So it waters down the whiskey just like a little bit, which is what you want. And then you still get the flavor of the whiskey. Yeah, the ice cube takes up so much volume that it keeps everything super icy cold without it melting. But if it's the size of a tennis ball don't you need like a big wide glass no it fits just inside of the highball glass i'll take a picture for you andy it's not that big <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> god damn it <laughs> bring me to it i bought a toilet night light <laughs> there's a led light that you put in the toilet so that at nighttime it like changes colors my grandfather did yeah he did that like 15 years ago andy you're my grandfather <laughs> <laughs> How old are we? You're only like two years older than I am. Three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> nine. <laughs> So it does different colors in the in a toilet bowl? You know how LED lights have that same cycling thing? Like anytime you buy an LED product now, it's like, you know, it just sort of... Yeah, you have the, rain, the rainbow options. Um, okay, so you have like a synthwave toilet. Cool. It didn't fit on my bowl, so I had to take it to my dad's. And it worked for like a few days, and then it died, and then I really didn't want to change the batteries. <laughs> all right, look. Do listen. you have a song? This is this is this is all fucking fading. We're fading. We're going to uh, listen to another track here, and then maybe we can wind down. Because I, f- I feel like we're falling asleep. At least I am. Look, here's a fun track from Beef. I like this one. It's got this chill out vibe. This is FM Love.
right, and that was FM Love by Beath, B-E-A-T-H, from the album Lost Time. That gets you in the mood, gets me in the mood to finish this show, because <laughs> I feel like I'm falling asleep. So, um, how about this, Marco? Yes. Tell me something good. You're about to go to bed. Is your brain shutting down? Do you watch television before you sleep? Do you turn off the gadgets? What kind of guy are you? I like to listen to podcasts and documentaries when I go to sleep. So I'll put it on and I'll just, if it's a really good one, I'll just be like, like two minutes later. So so if it's a good one, you'll fall asleep early? (laughs) The better it is, it just puts me, yeah. I like spend a lot of time looking for something. I'm like, ah, this is shit. These guys are talking crap. What a crappy documentary. And I find something really good, like a serial killer documentary, a real creepy one. And I'll just be instantly like, yeah. (laughs) And then he killed them all. (sighs) Is that how they start? I've never listened to one of those. No, it's usually, it was a quiet town. No one suspected anything. (laughs) Except that guy with the big knife. Yeah, except for the guy that killed 36 people. (laughs) (laughs) Real exciting stuff. What about you, Florence? You have a bunch of stuff you're not allowed to talk about, eh? That's uh, sneaky business. Yeah, it's sneaky. Uh, no, it was it was my birthday yesterday. Ooh, happy birthday. This is going to air like three weeks from now. Happy birthday for like three weeks ago then. Did you do anything special? <laughs> I went to an arcade bar and had mm. some people come over. Cool. Did you play something? What'd you play? I played Mortal Kombat. Which one? Mortal Kombat 2. What character did you play as? Scorpion, obviously. Are you good at that game? No, but I I was actually significantly better than the person I was playing. I was thinking about this recently in my house, and I was doing karate moves and did, you know, Mortal Kombat <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, yeah? And I was like, Scorpion, he sticks out a chain, and he's like, get over here. But what is that? Ha- like, Scorpions don't do that. Like, Scorpions <laughs> don't even do that. But what, what would you call him then? Fucking Hand Spear Jones? And Spear Jones. <laughs> exactly. Pull him, guy. <laughs> Pull him, guy. Well, look, I'm happy uh, you had a good birthday and you got to play some Mortal Kombat, so that's good. You had fun yeah. with your friends? You have cool friends? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, people showed up, which was better than people not showing up, so that's cool. I've never done that for myself because I've, I've always, uh, my whole life, had pretty lame birthdays. I think I still have a complex about it as an adult that if I tried to do one of those, hey guys, it's my birthday, come out, that I would be afraid that no one would come. Aww. If you actually tell people in advance, because I actually did the same thing last year, but I planned it like two days in advance. And, like, four people showed up, and I was like, oh, cool, I feel, like, super depressed right now because no one loves me. But then I did, like, the same thing this year, but I just, like, planned it out, made a Facebook event invite, and, I don't know, I think I had, like, 16 people who came, which I was like, whoa. Yeah, that's that's nice. That's crazy. Yeah, so it was, like, a good amount of people. Okay, that's my... Thing. I don't know why it matters because really when I am hanging out with people, I am pretty like one-on-one. Like I like to focus and chat with one person. So it really wouldn't matter to me if only one person came. But then deep down, I'd be like, I suck. Oh, yeah. And so I, so I, I don't want to invite that opportunity. But it's also hard because it was like it was at a like an arcade bar. So I was just talking to a bunch of people the entire time. So I barely played any games. I like played a couple other pinball machines and Mortal Kombat. But that was pretty much it. Andy, at the same time. Time, like in Home Alone 2, she's like, oh, I don't talk to people. I just talk to my pigeons. And he's like, you know, well, uh, I got these roller skates and after two years, I never wore them. I tried to wear them and I outgrew them, but I never wore She's like, yeah, but a heart's different from roller skates. And he's like, I don't think so. And I feel like if you don't use your heart, you're never going to find out. 
whether you like it or not. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah, they need to use your heart and go find some friends. Are you comparing me to the homeless lady in Home Alone 2? <laughs> what is she credited as in the credits? Bum? Bird shit lady. <laughs> <laughs> what a called her fucking pigeon bum. Wait, I'm I'm going to look this up on IMDb right. She's now. the Irish Catholic mother in Angels in the Outfield with the little JGL Joseph Gordon-Levitt and the black kid who goes, "Hey, it could happen." Hey, it could happen. Pigeon bum. Is it pigeon bum? Are you doing the research, Florence? Okay, so Brenda Fricker is her real name. That's like her. The actress's name, and she is credited as the Pigeon Lady. Ooh, I was and close. Home alone too. I was close. Yeah. Did you call her the pigeon bum? Yeah, I, I didn't give her the uh, the distinction of the pigeon bum. It was just pigeon bum. <laughs> She's pigeon lady, not the pigeon lady. Ooh, She's just pigeon look at that. Lady. I was even closer. Yeah, there you go. Pigeon bum. <laughs> you were one word off. This is dumb. Look, guys, listen. We Andy, had to do a plug for uh, the Beyonce jingles because we haven't like officialized that. That's right. So, Mike's made a whole bunch of new uh, jingles for Beyond Synth, and you should go listen to them on Spotify. Go to the Retro Promenade Bandcamp. You can listen to them there. You should just go to Retro Promenade oh, anyways. This, you can get a Beyond Synth T-shirt because you haven't really had an official place to like get a T-shirt. And if you get a Beyonce t-shirt, your t-shirt will come within, like, what, like, seven days? Nine days? You'll get it so fucking quickly. You know what I want for my birthday? What? A Beyonce mug. All right, well, here's the deal. I wanted to get these black mugs made, and we were doing them through Printify. Me and Mike, like the, not this Mike, but the web, my website Mike guy. My website guy. Um, Your website, website Mike, Mike. Is it Mike Shima? What the Yeah, fuck? no, no, no. This is uh, Mike Rezel. He does the website for me and updates the database when I do the stuff. Anyways, I got this black mug and I was so excited because it was the Beyond Synth logo on black, but the mugs, the black mugs aren't perfect. And so like you can, the printing area is a slightly different color than like the handle and stuff. Oh. You know what I mean? And yeah, so fuck that. it's like the mug is fine, but I don't think it's good enough for prime time. <laughs> But I still have some classic, the white Beyond Synth mug with the black handle, but well, I have them here. Endorse the t-shirts on Retro Promenade. All right, look, go to Retro Promenade, fools. Do it. Get the t-shirts. Half of it goes to Andy, half of it goes to me, half of it goes to Marco, half of it goes to Florence. Mm, is that true? What a hot. <laughs> I mean, I'll take some money. <laughs> yeah, send the money. <laughs> All right, well, look. I'm not going to say no to that. All right, we got to go. We <laughs> Once we start talking about money, we got to cut this off. Uh, thank you all for joining me again on this lovely day. It's always fun to catch up with all of you. You're all very special to me. We will uh, do another family show again in another month. Thanks, Andy. Ooh. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Against our wills. Andy. Against our wills. Attica. <laughs> Attica. <laughs> Liberta. Liberta. <laughs> yeah. Liberta. Liberta. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know hey, what's what, going on right okay, now. Okay, hold on. Before we go, before we go, what you tell him? I tell him what you told me to tell him. What he's you in tell a sanitation. Him? I told him it's a sanitation. No, I told you tell him he's a sanitarium. Not sanitation, sanitarium. You should have told him he was a horse. <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway, look. Okay, bye. Later, yo. Bye. Oh, wait. Were we supposed to be recording? Fuck you. Thanks for
If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or visit beyondsynth.com and click on support the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by the awesome Patreon supporters. Don't forget to follow Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Live broadcasts can be heard weekly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash beyond underscore synth. Have a lovely week.